Now, you will know that we're surrounded by symbols all the time. We're surrounded by symbols and logos, emojis and icons. And each of them are made to prompt us to have something in mind or uh, invoke an emotion um, and tell us or remind us of something. It might be a trusted brand, for example, or it might be a recognizable product or maybe just a yellow face of emotion. But many of us uh, will have seen what the symbol that's behind me on the screen, the symbol of the cross. And it will mean many things to different people. So, for example, for some of us, it might mean nothing at all, just a symbol that you see around. But for many others across this world, it means something so amazing. It is something that is a symbol of hope, power, peace. It is a, a symbol of grace, mercy, forgiveness, and so much more. For Jesus followers of every nation, of every part of the world, of every language, colour or creed, the cross is an emblem of a culture that we live. It is a reminder of who we are and whose we are. Now, just over 2,000 years ago, Jesus lived a life that proved who he was and that he was more than just a man. He loved, he, he healed, he did amazing, miraculous signs and wonders, knowing all the time that on earth he had an ultimate purpose and a plan to be crucified on a cross, although innocent as a criminal. He died and then rose again in glory. He did and said so many things to reveal his mission and true identity. One of the most eminent things that he said, not that anything he said was not of any significance, but one of the things that he did say is found in the book of John. Now, Jesus was answering his disciples after they asked him about where he was going. So he, he said that he was going to go uh, and go to prepare a place for them. And that he would return and come back and collect them where he was going. They wanted to know where that was, and the way to get there. Now, Jesus responded with this in John 14, verse 6. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So how did he achieve that? Well, through the cross. That's why it's so important. Knowing the world we live in at the moment, the letter R has become a huge, uh, of huge significance. So I'm going to explain and explore why the cross is so important and what it means uh, using three R's. Number one, reconcile. Number two, reveal. And number three, reassemble. Now, the first one, reconcile, the way. In Colossians 1, 19 to 20, it says this. God was pleased to have all the fullness dwell in him, and that was Jesus, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on a cross. Now what Jesus did by reconciling all things back to God was to restore harmony between himself and creation, and that included mankind. Jesus was the only way this could be possible and the only way to God and indeed heaven. Now, sin is an old word that probably you don't really hear much outside of a church context, but it basically means missing the mark. So, for example, if you're doing archery and you miss the target, or it can mean losing your way. Now, humanity in all its advances has lost its way. We have all sinned, lost our way, missed the mark or the standard for heaven and God. And no one can be right enough or good enough to make their way to God. Except this one man, Jesus. Jesus made that way for us to be reconciled to the Father. And therefore, because he has made that way, there is no other. What an amazing message and thought. 
that Jesus has made a way for us. Number two is to reveal the truth. Now, when Jesus spoke, people listened. Some accepted his message and some rejected it. On one of these occasions, it's found in Luke 12. Now, Jesus at this moment was surrounded by thousands of people. So many, in fact, that they were trampling on one another. Now, he was teaching his disciples and those who could hear him about honoring God over humans and not fearing other people's opinion or being concerned, but being concerned for living right for God. Now, he encourages them to take a look around them. He says, look, look, look at the sparrows. You can see how they're cared for. They have everything they need and they are not forgotten by God. Neither are you. And after all that encouragement and promise, he said this to them in Luke 12, 8 to 10. He says, I tell you, whoever publicly acknowledges me before others, the Son of Man, which is a name he gave for himself, will also acknowledge before the angels of God. But whoever disowns me before others will be disowned before the angels of God. And anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven. But anyone who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. So we must live publicly for him, for he died for us publicly. Now, I don't know if you know much about uh, the Roman crucifixion, you know, this death on a cross, but it was a public display of shame and humiliation. Those displayed or hung publicly in their execution were seen as being cursed by God. But Jesus took all of this upon himself. And those who accept him and follow him will lose their own shame and humiliation. And he is taking that. And then our lives, when we accept him, are hidden in him. Now, then he goes on to say in verse 10, something quite interesting. He says that everyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven. But anyone who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. Let me explain this. All right? it says, so the people who weren't for him, the people who were against him, weren't responding to the work of the Spirit of God in their lives and what he was doing through Jesus. Rejecting also what was to come. So Jesus' death and resurrection. As it, was the, as it was the Spirit that rose Jesus from the dead. To blaspheme the Spirit, um, this word in Greek, because Greek is the language that the, the book was written in, it means to slander, to speak scornfully or lack reverence. It is to deny the divine role of the Spirit leading mankind to the truth. It is denying Jesus and the work that he's done, not only that he was crucified, died, buried and risen, but not giving our lives to him or to believe or to live, to submit to him fully. Those who have found the way need to acknowledge this truth. Jesus has made the way and he is the only way to the Father. The work of Jesus on the cross erases our mistakes from the past. We need to publicly believe this truth publicly share this truth and publicly live this truth. So number three then is reassemble, which is life. Now Matthew 12, 30 tells us, Jesus said this, it's quite a challenge. He said, whoever is not with me is against me and whoever does not gather with me scatters. Jesus is calling the world to himself and he is gathering all those he's calling together. He is reassembling the people of the world who were previously lost. For many, the church is going to a building or the building is the church. 
which is why some have incorrectly said that churches through this COVID-19 crisis are closing and commenting that the church is dying. Let me tell you, the church has not been any more alive than it is today. The church is still alive because Jesus is the life that we live. He is life itself. Obviously, at the moment, you know, we find it difficult. We can't meet in groups as we normally do, but we can connect and we have stayed connected and we will continue to do so by whatever means possible. We need each other. Yes, of course, we need Jesus. But Jesus says we need each other for the sake of the gospel. We are assembling, be online, but we are assembling. And we will continue to do so. And we are reaching out to those outside of Jesus to gather them as Jesus builds his church. Now, many years ago, much of the nation of Israel's life, it revolved around a temple, this building, a beautiful building where they would assemble to worship and gather together and be closer to God because that's the place where God's presence dwelled on earth. Today, it's not there anymore. It's been destroyed. But at least that's just the stone one in Israel. God, through Jesus, is bringing and building a new temple not of concrete or stone that has no life, but living stones. Now, these living stones are a description of people being built together across this world with Jesus as the main capstone or cornerstone where all the other stones are built on. And that's what I meant when when I said Jesus is building his church. It's not a stone building, but people, living people, lives being built together. He is reassembling people from all around the world. And you can be part of that number. It doesn't matter who you are, rich, poor, smart, scruffy, seamlessly, seemingly religious or irreligious. He is calling you to come to him, the one that is the way, the truth and the life. Now, if you felt something this morning um, through this meeting or a sense of peace or a challenge, that's the Holy Spirit calling out to you. To close, I want to say a couple of things this morning. The culture of the cross is not a life of only believing Jesus is the way, the truth and life but publicly living it out, picking up our cross and following him. Now, we do understand that 1 Corinthians 1.18 says that the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to those who are being saved, it is the power of God. And the first part of the scripture in Matthew 12 or 30, I read earlier, says, whoever is not with me is against me. All Jesus followers, let me say to you, stay strong through this time, holding on to the truth of Jesus. We are with him. We have a cross culture. Let's not neglect meeting or at this time connecting together so we may continue to strengthen and support one another. And if you have never accepted this message of Jesus or maybe even once received it and walked away, today is the day of salvation. Receive this message today. Now let me just assure you, I've not put this message together to shame anyone or indeed judge anyone. It wasn't until I was 21 that I was a believer myself and he turned my life around. He really did. The things that I've done have been washed away, cleansed, cleaned, and I have been reconciled to God through Jesus. Now without Jesus, I would have found this whole situation much harder. My family, the church, and Jesus have got me through many trials, including the suffering of COVID-19 at the beginning of the lockdown. And he will get me through whatever is ahead. Life isn't always easy, let me assure you. Life isn't always easy, and Jesus never promised it would be, but he did say that he would be with us through it. Accept this gift of new life today. 
and trust and believe that Jesus is who he says he is. He's alive today. If the Holy Spirit is speaking to you today and you feel something, that is him. He's calling out to you. And he has made a way for you. If you give your life to him, he will hold that life from now until eternity. We've got a few ways to connect, and I'm sure you've heard that already this morning. If you have made a decision today to follow Jesus, or you have made a decision to recommit your life, or you want to discuss, please don't hesitate to get in touch today. Today is your day. Thank you.